we're back from a crazy weekend in Miami. We're damaged. You and I have just taken over that little island called Florida. <laughs> this past weekend, Rolling Loud was lit in Miami. Uh, as most of you that watched my other show, Gagging with Jason Lee, you know that um, you know I hung out with Rihanna. And I'm trying to be very careful because I'm not going to, I said last night I would not talk about it anymore, but damage, I didn't include you because you too met Rihanna. Is she everything in the world that I have told the world that she is? Yep. And one thing I think that stood out about Rihanna is she made sure everyone was having a good time. She literally sat there, touched everybody's shoulder, made sure everybody was in good spirits. I mean, you can't make this up. We party with Rihanna. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. We're not going to say too much, but Rihanna is amazing. She really has that uh, that that spirit that everybody thinks she has, and it was an amazing experience. I ain't going to lie. I was excited. Yeah, for, those, for those of you or Blue who missed this moment, um, I, have I, wasn't invited. Uh-huh. I have a small recap from Gagging with Jason Lee. I will show it to you right here. So we had a FaceTime call. I'm not going to talk about it. I swear to God I'm not. Let's move right along. We had a long FaceTime call. And so I said to her, are you guys ready for this? <laughs> this is what I said to Rihanna. I don't know who the fuck I think I am. Yo, you want to go to dinner tonight? <laughs> and she says, yes. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I played it off real cool. Like, all right, cool. Well, you know what I mean? Like, just let me know when you want to go to dinner. And you know what I mean? Like, just hit me. <laughs> I hang up. I start jumping on the bed and shit. <laughs> Like Tom Cruise on Oprah's couch. I'm fucking going bananas. The lady outside cleaning the room, she's checking on me like, is everything okay? Bitch, I'm talking to Rihanna. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Have a seat. Shit. Fuck you doing? Don't come here and clean this room. This room just had air in it that was talking to Rihanna. Nobody's coming in this room for the rest of the day. Okay, okay, okay. So, so. Okay, now this is where I start putting things together. I'm like, I'm going to dinner <laughs> I'm going to, so I called the owner of the restaurant, Dave Grutman. Shout out to Dave Grutman. I called the owner of the restaurant at Swan, Miami. Now, I had went to Swan before, and I had dinner with Lenny Kravitz, Trevor Noah, and a few people. This is like a really, really, really nice restaurant, private. You have to call the owner type situation. I took all the guys from Bego when we went down there. Uh, that's when I had to put hands on somebody. Uh, but anyway, it's a really exclusive restaurant. We went there. And so, so. So Rihanna says, I'm coming at 12. I said, well, I'm going at 11 because I want to get all my food in me first because I need the energy. You know, I had this gastric sleeve. So sometimes my ass get a little tired. Let me get some food in me so I have the 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 the, the energy to muster through. So I call Floyd and I'm like, yo, Floyd, pull up to dinner. I'm having a dinner party. Floyd's like, what the hell? Are you calling me with this formal request? I'm like, yo, come on, just come up here. I'm having dinner. So I call Floyd. Okay, Floyd comes early. Then I'll call my boy Chris Lyons. Now, Chris Lyons, you don't know who he is because you're not in my world, but he is a young black man, 33 years old, that manages $16 billion worth of investment money. He is out here doing it for the culture. He is, he is, but what I love about him is he is still one of us. He is still one of us. So I call Chris. I'm like, Chris, you got to pull up tonight because I'm having dinner with a few friends and I want you to meet them. Because I want, I am a person that wants to bring good energy together. I am an energy producer. I want good people, good vibes, good energy. Chris is good energy, and he's a black man out here doing it for the culture. Floyd, that's my boy. That's my brother. Good energy, billion-dollar man walking by himself. And then, of course, the queen of my life. I am her gay husband, Rihanna. She's, she's not there yet. Okay. So we go upstairs. We get a table right next to hers. 
and I don't want to be doing too much. And I tell all the people with me, do not post any photos of Rihanna. Do not take pictures of Rihanna. Do not pull out your phones. I'm leaving my phones away. Do not, nobody, including me, do not bring out your phones. And then they brought all the 1942 and the Tito's. And uh, my phone came out. Now, look, I, I try to follow the rules. But it's Rihanna. I'm not, Rihanna, Rihanna, I'm never talking about this again, but I got to get this out because if I don't, it'll eat me up and I'll play on your phone. I'm not even texting you for a while. Like, I'm going to text you, like, in 92 hours. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm leaving you alone. Okay, so, so listen, listen, listen. Okay, so I text Rihanna and I'm like, what do you want to drink? I'm not going to tell you what she likes to drink. I text her and she tells me. So I tell the people, when Riri gets here, I want you to bring out the bottles with this with this on the marquee. And they're like, no, she doesn't like that. And I'm like, uh-uh. I want to have fun because she, then let me tell you something. The reason why I'm telling this story, because I want to really, I'm going to get to the point. I'm just, I'm taking my time because this is amazing, right? She's everything. You know how you meet your favorite celebrity and they let you down? I've done it many times. Lauren Hill was a disappointment. So many celebrities. I've met them and I have this image of who they are and they let me down. Rihanna is everything beyond what you expect her to be. She, when the first time I saw her, she saw me as a person. The second time I saw her, she brought up my brother in high honor. The third time I saw her, she was nice and sweet to all my friends. This time I was struggling with the idea that I was going to abandon doing a daytime talk show, abandon doing this and that. And she constantly fills you up. I had a friend with me who's works out twice a day. She's been working on getting fit. And Rihanna walked up to her and said, you are so beautiful. And that filled her up. This is the type of person that I'm telling you a story about. That, that's why I'm telling the story. Besides the fact that I have her phone up and I'm never giving it out and I'm not playing on her phone. All right. So Rihanna's chilling. They bring out. Now, first, I'm going to show you. The photo that I took of Rihanna, I had my son Zeus take it. This is the photo. Listen, let me talk over this photo, baby. Let me talk over this photo, baby, because that is, ooh, listen. First of all, y'all know I can smell her. The girl smells like heaven. Like if you walked in heaven and Jesus was sitting there with a hookah, this is what it would smell like. Okay, now, Rocky. Okay, wait, but don't, 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 don't take the picture off. Well, leave it, just leave it there, leave it there, okay. See the sign? The sign says, Jason loves Rihanna. Now see how we're all just like chilling and it's everything's cool? Because it was a simple sign, right? Simple sign. Look. I don't just love Rihanna, I love Rocky too. ASAP Rocky, I love how, and I'm not, I can't get into too much because this is personal time, I got to respect it. He's holding his woman down, solid. He's solid. And so we're having this laughter. We're having this funny conversation. And baby, when I tell you by then, the 1942 had went all through my bloodstream. I said, bring out more bottles. And then this happened. But, you know, it wasn't just that moment of hanging out with Rihanna that was uh, what I wanted to talk about today. It was also hanging out with ASAP Rocky. You know, right now, over the last weekend, we've seen a lot of conversations happening with hip-hop artists that have issues with the LGBT community, wanting to conflate HIV AIDS with being gay. 
And uh, I wanted to just show a little bit about what I said on the same show about being around ASAP Rocky and his comfort level of embracing me in my full homosexuality. Take a look. I have I had fallen out of love with the industry some time back because it's just so much drama every day. It's this attack, that attack, this, this. It's a drama all day long. All we talk about is drama. But then when you get to spend time with the people that you're actually a fan of, I'm a fan of Rocky's fashion. I'm a fan of what he does to the culture. I'm a fan of just him and now his love for this girl who I love a lot. But what I also love with as a man in hip hop, he could be around somebody who's openly gay, who I mean, I'm out here. I'm out here gay, unapologetically gay. And his, he still be very confident being around me and allowing me in his space with his girl, with his friends, with their family. So it was much bigger than just hanging out with Rihanna for me. It was one of those moments where I'm like, this is a girl who in 2012, the day that Whitney Houston died, after I had the event with her, I snuck into the Rock Nation brunch with Don Benjamin to meet her. And I did. And I wanted to be her friend then. And like nine years later, we're having this full circle moment. I'm a manifester at Walgreens, four o'clock in the morning. This is crazy, right? All right, so let's get into it. Blue, uh, Damage, you were at uh, Rolling Loud. You know the baby has been under attack for some comments that he made during his performance. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, for those of you that may have missed it, let's go ahead and play that for you right here. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like Let's the, uh. be real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Now, Damage, were you there during this performance? Yep. Um, and, and I want to take a quick step back. This is happening right after Megan Thee Stallion went off stage and he brought out Tory Lanez as his uh, special guest uh, feature to be on that Rolling Loud main stage. And then we hear this announcement right here where he's talking about, you know, oh, if you don't got HIV or any sexually transmitted diseases or whatever, whatever, put your cell phone up in the air. And I was just sitting there on the side in the VIP just kind of confused, like, uh, okay. Well, what were people's reactions? Far. What were people's reactions in the audience? I mean, what were people saying? It was very quiet, Jason. Honestly, people were just confused on what the hell kind of call and response he was trying to do. A lot of people just didn't respond at all. Even when he brought Tory Lanez, um, some people I think in the front that was raging and turning up regardless of what was happening. But a lot of people where I was at in the VIP was just kind of strangely watching it and just didn't really understand where he was going with it. As you see, he turned his back to the crowd when he did it. I feel like he wasn't even confident in what he was trying to say. So a lot of people wasn't just really wasn't rocking with it. So Blue, you watched this uh, on social media roll out. Uh, what did you think? I think it was damaging. I think it was reckless. I think it was hurtful. Um, we already know that people have a lot of stigma that they still in 2021 have around HIV and AIDS. And to have somebody use such a huge platform in front of so many people to just randomly call out that, that community, which by the way, isn't all gay, but here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with being gay or having HIV. Like they're still human beings, right? So whether you conflated them or not, neither group deserved to be called out in that way. Um, I just think it was problematic. And honestly, I used to defend a baby, but he lost me this weekend. He officially lost me forever. Yeah. You know, I, we've been very vocal here at Hollywood Unlocked about not supporting cancel culture. Um, however, I, I, I'm kind of torn here because you do have to remove people from 
the community that are damaging for black people. You know, there's been so many rappers that have come out to say, oh, you know, the gay community can say whatever we want, but we can't. There's a very there's a difference here. There's a difference that I think people are missing. Gay people saying we want equality and to be treated the same as straight people is the same as black people saying they want to be treated the same as white people. And I think that our community continues to miss that point. You can say whatever you want. But like I said before, dealing with my own personal matters, you can't say whatever you want without consequences. I think right now the baby is is figuring out really quickly how deep the pain that he caused and inflicted upon people who had nothing to do with his rant. He's now feeling that because he's lost his uh, endorsement. My friends that own Boohoo Man, they have uh, since parted ways with him. Several celebrities, including Dua Lipa and Elton John, a lot of mainstream people have come out and talking about it. You know, he took to his Instagram to explain what he meant by it. And I think personally, the apology did more damage. Let me show you the apology. Take a look. I say, if you don't got AIDS, put a cell phone light up. I say, if you ain't suck dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. So I could drop my next song. I wasn't going on no rent. That's called a call to action. That's what that's called, because I'm a live performer. I'm the best live performer. I'm the live show killer. You interact with your fans. You get what I'm saying? Look, all the lights went up gay or straight. You want to know why? Because even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS, stupid ass niggas. They don't got AIDS. My gay fans, they take care of themselves. They ain't going for that. They ain't, they ain't no nasty gay niggas. See what I'm saying? They ain't no junkies. You know what I'm saying? On the street. Man, hell, you talking about, nigga? Then I said, if you ain't suck dick in the rolling loud parking lot, put your cell phone light up. You know what my gay fans did? Put that motherfucking light up, nigga. Because my gay fans, they ain't got niggas. They ain't going for that. They got class, nigga. They ain't sucking no dick in no parking lot, nigga. You got to get a room, nigga. A good one. Five-star hotel for them niggas. Or goddamn. Yeah, you got to wait till they go to the crib, nigga. They ain't just going to be out here just doing no anything. Yeah, if they a fan of me, they got them. They on some big dog shit. We ain't just going for nothing. You know? Even my gay fans got standards. Y'all nigga tripping. Y'all nigga tripping, y'all bringing negative attention and energy upon yourselves and the ones that's doing it is people who didn't even attend the show. So this shit don't concern y'all at all. I was there. I attended the show. Um, do I believe he has this deep hatred for gays? No. I just think he says dumb shit. Like, there's over at least over 20,000 people at Rolling Loud. Somebody might have AIDS or HIV. That doesn't make them dirty. That doesn't make them unsophisticated or whatever the hell he's trying to say and for you to be a pop star you're not just some trap rapper you're a pop star people make tiktoks to your records you're being played on pop stations you have all types of fans so what was the point i don't really get the point of the call to action i was hoping that this could be a teachable conversation but how do you teach somebody that spews that level of ignorance right i mean you then went on to apologize but the lack of humility made you go and further insinuate that people with hiv are dirty mm -hmm. people so you're saying that billy porter is a dirty trashy person i mean i i just think that the ignorance of the idea that you're not only disrespecting the gay community because being gay does not equate to HIV or having AIDS. But there's also people who are straight in the same audience that you're performing in who bought your tickets, who showed up for you, who may be struggling with this disease. I mean, it's just the audacity for him to disrespect so many people and to wake up this morning and now he's furthering 
uh, the exacerbation of this entire situation by acting like it is what it is. Like, you can't cancel it. You know what I mean? Like, when can rappers be rappers and say what rappers want to say? Dua Lipa now has been called out by her fans. People are saying that she should take him off of her song. Um, and the song uh, Levitating is currently sitting at number three on the billboard. And she took to her Instagram, and this is what she posted. Dua Lipa is saying, I'm surprised and horrified at the baby's comments. I really don't recognize this as a person I worked with. I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGBTQ community. We need to come together to fight the stigma and ignorance around HIV AIDS. Now, she hasn't removed the song, and people are calling her out and demanding that she remove the song. Do you guys think that the song should be removed? I mean, how do we know she's not going through the steps? I think it takes a little bit of time to remove a song like that. I think her statement is actually even stronger than just removing the song. Because some people could just remove the song and not say anything. She put out a very strongly word statement. The reason why I don't have much to say about the baby is because this is willful ignorance, right? If somebody's willing to learn, then yes, you have a discourse, you have a conversation, you try to show them the error of the, their ways. He has already shown us that he is willfully ignorant. And that's why I think... I'm actually relieved that he's being dishonest because we know that there are a lot of people who are like him who are deeply problematic, have really outdated, like ugly views, but they lie and they give a fake apology. So I'm actually relieved that he's an idiot because at least we know where his heart really is. Well, let me plead with our community that's watching, specifically black folks, right? We have to start tolerating people that don't look or live like us. That is what we've been talking about here at the show. I could spend a whole hour trying to tear the baby down. I'm not going to do that. I want to speak directly to the people listening to the show that are watching the show or whatever. You're getting a clip of the show on Instagram. I'm talking to those of you that may share some ignorant views or views that lack education like the baby. And hopefully you just see that there's an opportunity here for you to learn because I really feel based on like what Blue said, like the baby is gone. Like he has shown that whatever cockiness or arrogance that he has from his little bit of celebrity, because he hasn't even had the tenure in this game yet for us to respect him the way we do with Jay-Z or, or other people. I just exactly. hope that you are looking at this as an example of how not to keep your ignorance silent so you don't get canceled, but to expand your mind a little bit to understand that having HIV and AIDS does not equate to you having to be gay or being gay does not mean you have to have HIV or AIDS. I am somebody who's proudly gay that does not have HIV. But if I was to have it, knock on wood that I don't get it. But if I was, I would want to educate people that there's still some, there's normalcy to be uh, having a, a, a disease that you can't control now in terms of like, you got it. But you're still a human being with feelings. You still have family mm -hmm. that love you. You still have a job. You still have a career. You still have influence and impact. You still have purpose. And you're still somebody that people should respect and care about. I don't know how else to get our community to understand that. Because typically, these type of lessons don't come unless you personally have that experience yourself. And the baby, I know you're getting the, the dick sucked by all these females out here. You don't think they got something? You're more concerned about, you know, the diseases you can get rid of that you could catch from like a chlamydia or something like that. But you you may not be able to catch HIV from getting hit. But you out here, I know everybody in the hip hop community is not, you know, wearing protection. I just don't understand the le level of ignorance. Elton John has come out of his cave and he's now sounded <laughs> off. And this is what he has said. 
We've been shocked to read about the HIV misinformation and homophobic statements made at a recent The Baby Show. This fuels stigma and discrimination and is the opposite of what our world needs to fight the AIDS epidemic. He went on to post facts that says, and here are, and this is what's important for all of you that are watching, the facts, because the facts matter. And Elton John dropped a receipt. This is what he said. He said, HIV has affected over 70 million people globally, men, women, children, and the, and the most vulnerable people in our communities. In America, a gay black man has a 50% lifetime chance of contracting HIV. Stigma and shame around HIV and homosexuality is a huge driver of this vulnerability. We need to break down the myths and judgments and not fuel these. He also goes on to say, homophobic and HIV mistruths have no place in our society and industry. And as musicians, we must spread compassion and love for the most marginalized people in our communities. A musician's job is to bring people together. Well, clearly he failed on this. Mm. And uh, it's just embarrassing that this has happened. Yeah, so everybody, you know, I see people online responding, talking about what happened to freedom of speech. It was a time where rappers could say what they want. Here's the thing. When the baby did that on stage, no one cut his performance. No one turned off the light. He had freedom of speech. But when you have freedom of speech, people have the freedom to react. So you can't get mad at the reaction to what you say. You know, rather you mean it or you just having an ignorant rant, whatever it is. I'm just surprised at how surprised he is that people actually have a feeling about what he said. What you said was ignorant, bro. Rather you have a hatred for people in the LGBTQ plus community or people with HIV or not, you said something ignorant. If I say something to today on this platform that's ignorant, people have the right to respond. I can't get mad at them for not understanding what I was trying to say. So, bro, you gotta you go you gotta take it, you gotta take it how you gave it. That's all I have to say. Nobody well, cut his microphone, no one stopped him from saying what he wanted to say. Well, not let's only not was be, he not sorry. But let's also be clear, right? How many black women have HIV because they're fucking around with a H with a down low black man? And let's talk about what that looks like in our community because half these rappers out here that a rapper talk about, yeah, me and all these bitches, y'all are laying next to your homeboy. Y'all, we seen rappers in the news for messing around with trans women. I talked about this on my other show that we know this is an issue that a lot of you are so afraid to come out in our community because of the fear and the stigmas that the uh, baby perpetuated at this concert. But let's be very clear. A lot of you rappers, you guys want freedom of speech. You want me to start unleashing the freedom of speech about how all of you, not all of you, a lot of you are DL. There are some rappers that I have given heads up to that somebody was going to put out a story on you because you got head by somebody or you had sex with somebody that you didn't want anybody to know about because you aren't showing the public who you are. So if you guys want freedom of speech, to happen. Do you want Hollywood Unlocked to start outing all of you? Because then what you going to do? Try to have me killed because I tell people who you are at the Batcave on the low when the signal goes out that you're looking for some head and any mouth is a mouth. Let's stop playing this game because you want freedom of speech when it benefits you and your bottom line, which is your bag. But you really don't want freedom of speech over here. You don't. So I think what we're, we're all speaking about is that famous saying, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. And I also want us to be really, really, really honest. Nobody misunderstood the baby. This whole thing about we didn't understand what you were saying, nobody misunderstood. It, it wasn't that brilliant or that convoluted or that complicated. We are understood you and you're getting pushback that's very accurate. Also, hip hop was meant to give a voice to marginalized groups. And what you're doing is actually the opposite of hip hop. You're becoming a bully. You're actually the Bob or the Karen in the situation. You're not speaking on behalf of hip hop. Hip hop has never been about bullying people in marginalized groups. It's been about uplifting them and you're doing the complete opposite. You should be ashamed of yourself.
Well, Demi Lovato, you know, she's a part of the LGBT community now. She's spoken out. She posted this on her Instagram. It says HIV is not a gay disease, along with Ace Slides breaking down the baby's comments and dispelling uh, the misinformation that he put out about the disease. Now, you know, it's interesting that the other thing that's happened is that all these black rappers like T.I. and um, and Boosie are coming out, uh, you know, saying that this is freedom of speech. And then all the white artists are coming out and saying, you're attacking your own people and you're attacking the marginalized community. So there's a duality to what's being uh, displayed here in terms of who's standing for what. And I just want to say to the hip hop community, go back to the Biggie, the Jay-Z, the Tupac, all the greats, the Nazis who stand where Blue said what hip hop stands for, standing up for you know marginalized groups of people, whether it's women, black people, or the LGBT community. You're literally using your fame, your power that you think you have, and your freedom to just do whatever you believe. But guess what? That's why the buying community is here, and that's to keep you accountable. And I love to see what's happening. It's all happening organically. I know everybody is watching, including little Nas X, who's sitting on the side saying, while all of you are going down for being homophobic, you're continuing to push me up. And I have become a little Nas fan overnight because now I feel like we got to protect Lil Nas X because he has created a conversation with this dancing and kissing and videos that is making people uncomfortable. And you know, when you make people uncomfortable and you shake the apple cart, certain apples start to fall out. And I think that's what's really happening. So it's really interesting to see. Now, another little problem we have is a small restaurant that's, <laughs> that is taking Scott Disick to task over a guest appearance where he didn't show up because they didn't provide him with a private jet to go to the small restaurant. People are saying that it was a little bit outside their budget. Um, it was just unnecessary. And Scott didn't show up because he didn't get a jet. You know, the entitlement is just something I can't get over. Scott, we've we've accepted that you fell out with Courtney. We've accepted that you date 19-year-olds. <laughs> We've accepted that your little kid flips off camera people. We've accepted everything you've given us. But, bruh, we not, on behalf of small businesses, we are not going to forgive you for this. It's just crazy for me. He was supposed to go to some restaurant called Gaffney's in Saratoga Springs, uh, but apparently he didn't show up. He, are you he couldn't make it. Though? Are you surprised? He couldn't make it. He's a Kardashian. Of course, a Kardashian wants a private jet. Like, nothing about this. I'm surprised they're surprised. I actually don't see anything wrong with Scott being Scott. A snake is going to hiss. A dog is going to bark. He's being the species that he is. I'm more shocked than anybody else expected differently. I'm going to be honest. Well, well, did the restaurant ask him how he was going to get there? Did they try to at least provide some kind of car service and then he turned it down? Like, how did they think Scott was going to get there? Because when you book somebody as big as, like, a Scott Disick, they're not going to just drive their own car to the restaurant. Now, I'm not saying you're supposed to be asking for a damn uh, first class or whatever. What it was, it a private jet? Nobody can afford that except for him. But, I mean, he had to get there somehow. What was their idea? Did they have a car service set up for the man? Well, listen, I do believe this was in the Hamptons. I just came from the Hamptons a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And so it is a you know, couple hour drive out. And I remember on the way there, I was like, yo, we could have took a helicopter, got here faster, you know, because they got Uber mm. copters or whatever. He could have took a copter. I'm sure if they were paying him good money, if he wanted to get there faster than whatever was provided for him, 
he took could have took a helicopter. Now I don't necessarily agree with saying that he's a Kardashian, so of course we expect it because the Kardashians they they can't they're taking stray bullets every day, right? Scott Disick is a Disick. <laughs> he's a Disick. He's a card. He's a Kardashian. He's a Disick. But but the bottom line is, you know, I I feel like it's the privilege for me, right? Like when you decide to take a booking for small businesses, and I've done it before. I just flew to Miami and interviewed uh, a woman. Um, who paid for advertising on Hollywood Unlocked. And I wanted to be able to give her an opportunity to talk to me about her business. But I flew to her. She didn't pay for my flight. I flew to her. Yes, I was going to see Rihanna, but still, I made the I made it fit into my schedule. I just feel like, you know, when it comes to smaller businesses, and specifically, I'm speaking to those of you that are Black business owners, we all got to do a better job of making sure that we are not setting you up to fail or making you look crazy because we don't get, you know, our unrealistic terms met. I just think it's crazy. Now, now you said this was a small business in the Hamptons. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe he know they had the bag and he was a little disrespected. Let me put some pushback here. In the Hamptons, no. there was a small business. Who's right? Who owns this small business? Listen, Who owns it? I, I thought there the are lots Hamptons, of small businesses in the Hamptons, actually. I yeah. thought the Hamptons oh, I never was been like, here. I thought the Hamptons was $100 million <laughs> homes everywhere down the street. That's not true. There's East Hamptons. There's South Hamptons. Like, there's all there's It's a long, long uh, space. So it's not like everybody there lives in a $100 million house. And even if it was okay. a small bar, because it was a bar from what I understand, even if it was a small bar, you don't have to take a jet into the Hamptons. That's him wanting to feel Hamptonish. Like, I flew in my private <laughs> jet to the Hamptons. Nah, get your ass in the car and get there like I did. Period. <laughs> But it's interesting to see, you know, Scott is always in the headlines for either dating a 19-year-old or he's, uh, you know, I don't see him pushing his kids in carts at the park or playing football with his kids. His kids are all over TikTok getting in trouble. And this is where I feel like a lot of these celebrities, they get caught up in their celebrity where it's all about getting the bag or getting to, uh, you know, an event or this or that. And forgetting, like, your primary responsibility, as I see it, as a father, should be more active in your kid's life. Now, somebody's going to say, well, Jason, you don't know what Scott Disick is doing every day. Well, we kind of do based on what we see on social media. But why don't you start putting out more images of you being a father or being somebody who is caring for a young child and that you're not uh, dating at the same time? All right. Now, I don't know what everybody's iTunes looks like these days. It seems like every day you go to Hollywood Unlocks Instagram, we got to take a new artist off the list. This week, for some of you, is the baby. Some of you may have already re, uh, taken R. Kelly off because, you know, he's been in jail now for I don't even know how many days fighting these allegations of uh, child molest. Well, listen, there's a new allegation coming forward and people are talking about it. And it's the sexual relationship that allegedly happened with a male teen. Now, federal prosecutors mm. are claiming that they have this new evidence, evidence against R. Kelly, which includes an alleged sexual relationship with a 17-year-old boy that he met at a McDonald's in 2006. Why are y'all going to McDonald's and ruining the, the Happy Meal? Well, this wasn't a Happy Meal. This was something that prosecutors are now saying they need to ask permission from a judge in New York to present this new evidence against R. Kelly for crimes that he did not receive charges for, which include bribery, and sexual abuse, uh, you know, for his pending trial. I don't know what to say. Trapped in a Closet was a song that a lot of us said the inspiration was drawn from somewhere. The video showed him hiding in a closet between a man and a woman. But now people, it may be that he was uh, playing around at McDonald's with a young man.
Mm-hmm. You know what makes me really sad about this story? It's um, aside from the fact that there might be even more victims that we didn't know about. It's the response from folks who are like, oh, now I'm going to stop listening to Step in the Name of Love. Now I'm at an R. Kelly. And I'm like, wait a minute. So the young women being abused wasn't enough. But now that it's young boys, it, it it's giving me homophobia. Um, it's making me feel like people in the, uh, who are defending R. Kelly, who have recently jumped off, actually hate hom- hate like gay people more than they love black women, right? Because when it was young girls, we still want to listen to his music. But now that he might be a little gay, now that he might be abusing boys, suddenly they want to start canceling him. I'm giving everybody the side eye who it took all of this for them to finally see the light of day. That's suspect to me because the victims are victims, period, regardless. And to clarify what you just said for anybody that may have missed it, uh, him messing with a 17-year-old is not him being gay. So there's a two, I don't want to conflate the two. Being gay and being a pedophile, although a lot of you try to put those two together, are very different situations. Now, I don't know Mm. R. Kelly to be gay. I've never heard those rumors before. This is new, and I'm not going to say that this allegation is a fact that happened. However, it is out there now. And so people are saying that this happened in a Chicago McDonald's and that the sexual abuse uh, caused by Kelly and coercing him to have sex with other teens included another male and their teen girlfriends while Kelly actually recorded the acts. Now, mm. it's saying that 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 um, it revealed that the prosecutors want to reveal this evidence that R. Kelly impregnated a then 15-year-old Aaliyah in 1994 when they were married and then added that he wanted to prevent her from ever feeling the need to ever testify against him in court. So, you know, we had Kay Michelle here on the show where she actually talked about a lot of people that were around the situations at the time. I don't understand why more people besides R. Kelly are not on trial for these acts. I mean, it's one thing that we've spent more time shaming people who are fans of his music, which I'm a fan of his music. He still has great music. We spend more time shaming the fans than we do identifying the people around R. Kelly that actually put those kids in harm's way. Why is that? And that's probably how we're getting this newfound evidence, though. A lot of these people are trying to maybe, you know, clear their conscience Get out of the way. Maybe some of these people are being brought up to trial and they're trying to throw R. Kelly under the bus more. And, you know, when it comes to him messing with the young boy, I'm not surprised because in watching his story, he uh, was abused by an older man. And, you know, as you we've seen this uh, time and time again, sometimes the abuser becomes the predator. So, you know, I feel like that's how a lot of this newfound information is coming up. I think a lot of those people that were around helping R. Kelly are starting trying to throw him under the bus more and more because the heat is now coming down on them. And it's just not being mainstream. They definitely had a financial incentive not to turn him in. But now that the jig is up and the money is gone and they might go to jail, now they have, I don't think it's a moral incentive because if you had a conscience, you would have stopped a long time ago. I think it's because they're trying to save themselves. I don't think it's noble at all, but it's helping the case though. R. Kelly is sick, guys. Like whether it's a young boy, a young girl, or whoever, he is very clearly sick. And I am concerned about anybody who still doesn't get it after all of this evidence. It's been 30 years of alleged acts. Like, come on. Well, we saw the we saw the tape, so we know that it's true. But is it right to shame people who are fans of R. Kelly's music into not listening to his music because of the allegations? Is it fair? I mean, you could do what you want to do. I, I kind of cringe when I hear his music, especially at a, an event where, you know, somebody's putting it on for masses to dance to. I'm like, okay, you don't know if everybody's cool with this. I kind of side out of DJ a lot. Like, come on, bro. Like, I get it. Y'all love stuff in the name of love. There's other songs you can enjoy. This dude is a fucking abuser. I don't like it. Me personally, I don't really get down with it. And I don't think being thoughtful is the same as shaming. So 
being thoughtful that this man has all these allegations and all these really horrible connotations to his name and saying, hey, if I want to listen to his music privately, I'll do that privately, but let me not play it at a family reunion. I don't think that's shaming. That's just being thoughtful. And I think a lot of people are just selfish and not thoughtful. And so they only worry about how things affect them and they don't worry about how it affects others. So to me, it's less about shame and more just about being a decent human who thinks about how other people might feel about things. But are people, because people, like you said, this abuse, alleged abuse spanned over 30 years. Why are people just now waking up and wanting to cancel his music? Is it because cancel culture is prevalent? Is it because they don't want him to reap the benefits of streaming so they want him to get any money? Is it shaming each other into following the cult that we should just ban R. Kelly music? Like, what is it now that makes shaming or wanting people not to play his music relevant when it wasn't relevant 20 years ago? The answer is Dream Hampton. It's because of Dream Hampton being an amazing documentarian who dedicated years of her life to creating a case that the court system in Chicago wouldn't. So that's the answer. It was We might have heard rumors, but it wasn't until mm-hmm. Dream Hampton came out with Surviving R. Kelly and literally got her facts straight and got people in the room who had seen things that we had enough of a, com- of a compelling, cohesive story. So until Surviving R. Kelly, it wasn't a cohesive story. It was murmurings. Mm-hmm. And so she gave it shape. And I think that the Chicago uh, court system should be ashamed of themselves because it took a black woman with a camera crew to do what they should have done a long time ago. Yeah, but and, a lot know, of us that are in the a lot of us in the forty group have seen the the actual porno. Like I remember, yeah, people having the actual tape. So we saw it before the documentary, and even after the documentary, remember there were R. Kelly female fans raising money for his bail, lining up outside the jail, demanding that he be released, while parents were on the other side of Chicago demanding that their kids be removed from a basement. Remember, so I just I'm I'm, I'm just intrigued by where the energy is and how it just fluctuates as it relates to R. Kelly and his music. I just, I'm- in 90, no, You're right. 1995 was a different time. <laughs> we had Freaknik back then. It was a different time. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You know, I can't lie and say that I hate R. Kelly music all of a sudden because it's the same music we've been listening to for 20 years when we all knew what he was doing. You know, and I, I will say, even though I'm anti-cancel culture, I do love the fact that we do live in a time where these type of situations that have been happening for years are now being- dealt with and people are being held accountable i don't think r kelly should ever get out of prison i think that he should be convicted of what is uh what he's been charged with we've seen it i but i also want to go a step further i think the fbi i think the dea the cia the army the marines everybody related to anybody with a badge should go and arrest all the parents and everybody's security assistance everybody who booked flights hotel rooms for these sleepovers they should all go to prison robert kelly should not be sitting in prison by himself period I don't know how any of you guys are sleeping these days, but Kanye West is over at the Mercedes-Benz studio finishing the Donda album. Now, we all saw that he recently had a show there where a fan took some of the air and was trying to sell it for $3,000. I don't know who was going to buy that. But Kanye West has now made the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta his temporary home for the next two weeks in order to finish this album. Now, he didn't go to Rolling Loud in Miami because his primary focus is finishing the album. That's right. Everybody's in my comments asking me where's Rihanna's album, which I'm not going to ask her that question. What do you guys think? Do you think this house is big enough to house Kanye and his ego? Yes. Barely. <laughs> it's no, barely man, look, big enough. When Kanye, when Kanye puts his mind to the music, it always comes out phenomenal. It's always next level. It's always groundbreaking. Now, he's not perfect, of course, but when it comes to that production thing he do, Take your time. Let that thing marinate in the studio, Kanye. Don't rush perfection. 
Because Kanye has delivered amazing albums time after time after time. Even the gospel ones were good. We I had, we I, did, I didn't really like Poopity Scoop, so I don't think everything's a win. I think he had a song called Poopity Doopity Scoop, and we all were hoping he was okay. He has a couple of misses, but no, you're right. He is a genius. I know people hate Poop- He had a song called Poopity Scoop? Please, I hope they bring up the asset. It literally you know, sounds it? like something that Damage's son would have produced. Was it a joke? Was it a joke? It, it was no. a reason behind that. No, it was a reason behind he, that. He released it, yeah. But it still sounded like a five-year-old wrote it. Poopity-doopity. Wait a minute. Scoop. First of all, you're going to put some respect on Legend's name. He's not five. And would you say no. Damage's son would have produced as if Legend isn't talented? Don't put, put some respect on his name. I wasn't talking about Legend, but no. Poopity-scoop was a miss. But aside from that, I've liked most of his albums. When he started talking about Harry and them, I finally had to jump off the Kanye bandwagon. But yeah. I was on there for a long time time longer than most so i hate to say it but i think the music is going to be amazing because even the unmastered music that's leaking out that he's letting out little by little sounds better than most of the polished work that we see coming out so i hate to admit it i'm not a hater enough to to say the music is bad and i also think it's a little suspect that jay-z and him are reuniting just as him and kim are breaking up people have questions about that um, but I'm happy to see the throne back together because I loved him and Hope together. So I'm excited well, for this I, album. I'm glad. Those of you know that Kanye West had two very successful gospel al- albums. Um, and I've been to the the live uh, performances of those things, uh, both the very, very intimate and very, very large. And they were both great albums. So to, to damage to your point, one thing Kanye could do if he can't do anything else is he can produce some really good music. Now, the question is, is how many of you out there that want to cancel Kanye because of his relationship with Trump are going to show up and support the album? Because I, going back to the whole R. Kelly thing, can separate the man from the music. And I think it's OK to support his music, whatever endeavor he chooses, regardless of his political positions. And so are we being um, unfair when it comes to R. Kelly if we are still going to ride with Kanye and his music? Just asking for a no. friend. Just ask. No, no, hell no. Nope. Kanye didn't break any laws. He was just an asshole for a minute and lo- like he had a song called Poopity Scoop. He did. There's a reason behind that. But look, what's, Jay, the, what's the reason Z- behind Poopity Scoop, Damage? Please tell us. Now the, the sources is that beat that Poopity Scoop was on was given to another artist that he was beefing with, and he put that out so that artist could not re- put that song out that was on that. Ah, uh, so he was being a hater, and that's why it sounds like that. No, okay. No, no, no. Now, there's a, let's be very clear. There's a difference between hating and being petty. I think that True. Kanye has been known to be the petty king. I, I'm, I'm here for all of it. I love the fact that him and Jay-Z are reuniting for the culture because both of them are phenomenal rappers. I mean, when they were doing music together before, we all loved it. They had the whole, you know, ends in Paris, that whole album. You know, I don't know. I'm happy to see them together. I don't think, though, that Beyonce is going to allow Kanye to come inside the house. You know, sometimes your husband has friends that got to meet you out by the by the gate. I don't mm-hmm. think that Beyonce is going to let Kanye come close uh, to the house because, you know, he'd be acting out, you know, and 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 we got it. We got to be careful about all those things. But I'm glad to see them both together. And I'm glad that they're finally figuring out their pathway back to what brought us all together for both of them. And that's music. Yes. Love it. I love the brotherhood. Black men need each other. Well, listen, um, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but there was a man that almost died when he had a stroke uh, for uh, masturbating almost to death. Now, this guy's 51 years old and he's being described as a right handed. I don't know why we need to know what hand he's in. Anyway, he's 51 years old and he suffered a stroke after masturbating and nearly died. Uh, mm. Damage. 
have you ever had a near death oh. masturbation like <laughs> to share with our audience? No, I don't think I almost died. I, I, I usually I feel alive afterwards. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I ever uh, feel like I'm gonna pass out or die. But when you when you get that stroke, do you feel it in your arm first, or that's a heart attack? Um, no, I, you know, I, I will say there, there've been times where I've been on a masturbation binge, you know, where, you know, after the fourth time in one day, my heart has said, just can't take no more. You know, you do have to pay attention to your organs because I heard of people having heart attacks and strokes like before where like you, do you want people at your funeral to be sitting there saying, how'd he go? Like that nigga jacked off to death. Like you don't want that. So you kind of have to be in tune with your right hand, if you're right-handed, and the left side of your body to make sure that it's not going numb. If you start to feel numbness in your left arm while you're feeling that stroke off in your right, you're probably on your way to dying of a heart attack. Educate. Educate, Jason. That's what I'm talking about. Look, I think it was just amazing that he even still had an erection at that age, and maybe that's what it was. You know, that's a lot of force. You're using your arm muscles, then you got the blood flowing through your body. That's a lot of activity for an older man. You got to relax. Everybody out there, relax now. Was he only in his fifties? Damage. Only his one fit damage. I am. I am seven years away from wherever this man is. Can I tell you the amount of masturbation that's going to take place between now and then? You're basically saying I'm going to die when I get Mm -hmm. his age because I feel like if you don't masturbate at least, if you're not in a relationship and you don't masturbate at least once a day. You're not living a healthy life. It's like take your vitamins and masturbate. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you can masturbate in a relationship too, though. You don't have to be single to masturbate. Yeah, but I don't think you should. I think if you're in a relationship and you're masturbating, your partner is pathetic and you should just move on. Like you're supposed to want to wear that thing mm-hmm. out. No, no matter what time of day. If your if your partner comes to you and is like, babe, I had a bad day at work, you're supposed to fuck them down right there and give them hope that they too can make it through to see another day. That's what you're there for. That's Jason, I was in a relationship with somebody that I loved who was just not that great at sex. And so I would have to do it after he was done so that we could both be done. And one oh, day oh. he woke up and caught me and got upset. Don't know why you loved really? him. That was your choice. You chose that Man. bad sex. That's he was a good person. No, don't. If you that have bad sex, you're, bad sex, you're not a good person. You cannot be a good person with bad False. sex. That's so Jason, funny. he was a Leo. You should be defending your your countrymen. He ain't no Leo and I'm gonna say this, Jason. In my fifties, I'm not doing it myself. If I'm gonna uh, have some type of intercourse, it's gonna be with my wife. Look, you're gonna have to put your hand on this thing. I can't have the blood pump through my body <laughs> and work in this right hand at the same time. That's gonna be. It can be detrimental to my health. Okay. Are you already working on your argument? This feels like you're already yes. working on an argument to say to somebody. Jason, I have a question. Speaking of, actually, no, I don't even know how to segue. Speaking of freaky things that are questionable, um, I got a very uh, interesting invitation this weekend. I was having a really good weekend. I wasn't hanging out with Rihanna like you and Jason, but I was having a good weekend. And at the end of it, someone invited me to go to a Freaknik-themed lesbian pool party in Atlanta. And, you know, I've only dated men for the past two years. It's been a while since, you know, I've had my lady card. And so I was like, why would you invite me? They were like, girl, you used to host play parties. I was like, you're right. I did. So I'm considering it's this weekend. And here's the problem, though. I looked at the tickets. VIP is 450. Women's tickets are 25. But then there's a third men's ticket for $50. Why is there a men's ticket at Lesbian Freaknik? 
So Jason yeah. and Damage, my question is, if I invited you guys to come with me to Lesbian Freak this, this weekend, as two men, would you be open to it? No, yes. the Delta the Delta variant is out there and traveling has been You were at Rolling stuff. Loud. What are you talking Listen, about? I'm because I've been rolling oh, loud, I'm about to roll there. low. I'm not going. There's nothing for me there. I don't know. What do I look like walking? What do I say in a lesbian party? Sup? Like for what? What am I there for? They all have gay male Ooh. friends, Jason. Don't Ooh. want them. They all have gay um, How about you, Damage? How, how about a, you? How can one get a press credential to this event? Because I need I need full access. <laughs> you, you gotta I need pay. The lanyard. <laughs> I need the lanyard. I need the wristbands. But I'm, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be controversial here and just say that okay, here we go. the gays the gays are trying to steal everything. Freaknik was what? not ours. Freaknik was not ours. This was theirs in the South. They used to have this thing in Atlanta where everybody would come out there with their little condom pack and hoe bags and just slut it out for the weekend with performances. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to take Freaknik? Why? We already got Sizzle. We already got our stuff. Why, why do we need that? Freaknik is different, but my question is, back in the day, bisexual or pansexual women like me could barely get into lesbian parties or lesbian orgies. How are they now inviting men? Like, how did we jump from that to, like, men's tickets? We, well, I'm so confused. As a guy, Damon, what would you do at a lesbian party like that? Uh, Sit back and watch and enjoy the show? What do you mean? You don't touch now. You look, but don't touch. Look, but don't touch. You sit there and sit back. That's why I need a press credential. You know, I'm going to come in with my, my backpack, with my camera lenses, everything I need. I'm going to sit back and watch and enjoy the show. That's Isn't all this, you do. This sounds like a form of gentrification to me. Like, we're going what? and taking a hooper. Freaknik. This is gentrification. Gays. This is it's not black. You. No, I don't. It's gay. Gay people. This is but not they're black gays, so they get both. It's black it's gays. Not matter. It's a Venn diagram. It, no, I don't care. We. It, this is gay people gentrifying a straight person's event. I think Freaknik needs to just stay what it is. You have your stuff. We have ours. Why we can't call it like Grinder Winder or something? You know what I mean? Like why can't we just because that's for men? <laughs> Grinder Winder <laughs> is for men. <laughs> Grinder whining. Grinder whining. I will. I mean, it's Atlanta. I mean, I mean, why not? You jacked it anyway. Why not? I mean, it's just that's what you're doing. You're stealing it. I, I I will say this. I had a threesome with a guy and a girl at a lesbian event. So you know, sometimes, yeah, those parties are wild, guys. So I just think that lesbian freaks. Shout out to to the WNBA player and her boo who are who are running it. I don't want to say your mm -hmm. name in case you don't want this kind of publicity. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be a really popping event. And I think they already have like three or 400 tickets sold. So. Send me the RSVP link. Thank you. Okay. Not going. <laughs> not, not interested. Return to sender. Number blocked. Not going. Don't care. We can bond. Jason, we can all bond. If there's anything that I've learned from today's conversation is that if you dream big, like, let me see Rihanna, it's going to happen. Or if I want to live in a Mercedes-Benz Superdome to be inspired to create an album, that can happen. Or... If I want to go to a lesbian freaknik, I guess that can happen too. Either way. Can't wait to see y'all there. Either way, be inspired. Peace. Bye, guys.